0: Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's time for the call-in show. That number to dial is one I don't know off the top of my head until it shows up on my screen. Um, It is not here yet, but thanks for showing up to the live stream. It's on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. We're back on Facebook. I took my demerits, so uh, they let me start posting again. You can find us at streetfightradio.com for more. If you want to call in, the number is 614-655-3887. Same number every single week. Get on the line. Tell us what's going on at work. um, What kind of bullshit is happening in your area. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, My name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. We've been doing this now for a very long time. And we're gonna keep rolling with it uh, until the end of our own times. So strap in, get ready to join in on the party. Uh, we are ready to do this, I think, right? I don't know what I'm supposed to say right now. I'm tired of pitching stuff.
1: Well, don't pitch nothing then. They can find it on the internet.
0: Yeah. There's you know more what I'm saying? stuff. That's
1: what I always say.
0: There's also, yeah, okay. This is good to know. Jason reminded me. You go to streetfightradio.com. At the very top, there's the bar. It says Home, Shows, Videos, News, Support, Connect. The last one is Zine Submission. Uh, We have a working system for the Zine going right now. We hope to have Small Business Tyrants 2 done by the end of the month. We've got Parenting. We've got Metal. We've got uh, Dare and War coming up. So if you're interested in writing or doing art for the Street Fight Zine, Head over to streetfightradio.com slash zine dash submission or just streetfightradio.com. Click on zine submission. There's a form to fill out with your idea and we'll get back to you and uh, let you know if we
1: can use it or not. Thanks for being here, Brian. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad I'm here. You know, I thought it was going to not happen today, but I made it. Really? I've been working. You wanted to call it off? I've been working my ass off, man. I can't get a day off. I can't do it. I can't. I'm trying for what to sit around and not podcast <laughs> actually i don't have to podcast tomorrow but i do have to work anyway yes yeah, i a have to do work. a writer's meeting so <laughs> i have to sit in front of a computer for a couple hours Just but like podcasting without recording yeah it's less it's less podcasting like because i can get up and walk out of the room too True. like True. i did I i got to walk out of the room last time took a piss nobody even knew Well, they probably knew, actually. I just was, like, standing in the bathroom listening to them on my AirPods. Like, these motherfuckers don't know. I'm standing right here peeing. I've done that a few times on the phone with, like, doctors and stuff. Like, peeing outside or peeing in the bathroom. And I, like, got shit for it the other day because I was, uh, I didn't flush the toilet because I was like, well, I was on the phone with a fucking doctor. Yeah. Oh, flush the toilet while I'm taking a piss. You know what I, I mean, I don't want to flush the toilet while I'm on the phone. Then they know I was on the toilet. Right. Or using the toilet. They would assume I was on the toilet, I think. They wouldn't assume I was just peeing anyway, which is humiliating to mm. me. So that's what's going on with me. This one. Oh, wow. Well, I, that's, that's I did, I took a walk yesterday. Um, Friday night was about the time that shit really started to pop off here in town. They they Everything was like on a slow ramp up to opening all uh-huh. through last week. When I was out on my walks, I was kind of like, ah, you know, it's pretty enc- encouraging. Uh, you know, not a lot of people out and things are open back up. So it looks like people are kind of taking heed. And then I uh, I I came up with a genius plan to solve all of our problems over this weekend. Okay. What it is is uh, so Friday night. Once I got home from my walk, I was hanging out, and uh, I jumped on Twitter just to like see what was going on. And what pops up but Standard Hall, the bar on Fifth Avenue and High Street? It goes viral because it had opened back up, and the patio was packed with fucking people. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Standard Hall also was famous
1: uh, over the summer for having a racist dress code. They didn't know that. So they are also famous for and which makes sense. Uh we're gonna cover Standard Hall a little more in depth on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh because I, I have some, some quotes from their owner. They're p- pretty excellent. Yeah. And uh so anyway, they took the picture they're like, look, these fucking people aren't wearing a mask, which if they're at a bar, I mean the cat's out of the bag. It's fucking not gonna wear a mask. Right. It's like well, we can't get mad about that just because how would they do it? How what? would you do the bar with a mask?
0: Yeah, just imagine somebody being like, oh, I don't smoke. Can I get a hit of that? And then lifting their mask to hit somebody's cigarette and then putting it back up and Yeah, the person lifts their mask to smoke their cigarette.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's exactly the kind of... So anyway, I see it and I'm like a little bit shocked, you know, because I just figured, oh, you know, people are pretty smart. But people also young and horny. And also the governor, you know... Basically sends them a signal that it's okay to do it. That's true. You know, when you're in lockdown and the bar opens, why right. wouldn't you go? I'm not blaming them. It's not the same chuds that were out marching on the state house lawn that are going to the bar. It's people that trust the government. Yeah. Which, in our heads, it's like, oh, come on. You know, they did 9-11 and all that stuff. But, you know, a lot of people do trust the government.
0: Yeah, I saw that uh, on Friday night. Same like the Standard Hall went viral. On my page, Zeno's. Zeno's also went viral, was yeah.
1: packed.
0: Yeah. And uh, there was people waiting in line. There was probably 40 to 60 people waiting to get into Zeno's, which is the grossest place in town it's a bar that's been around forever they have that really nasty like green and red uh the pub lighting you know that like stained glass lighting wood everywhere golden rails on everything it's the it's just the it's where like I don't know it's just where people go that want to die I think that's where you go if you want to drink to your dead that's Zeno's is the place so it kind of makes sense standard halls diff that's like two generations
1: you yeah. know Standard Halls young people. Zeno's is the older crowd. So what occurred to me as I saw this, and I did walk by it on Saturday, which led me to go to a a road less traveled (laughs) immediately after seeing it. I was like, "Well, that's a little dense. I'm heading down to 3rd Avenue, which there's nothing, 3rd Street, which there's like nothing really there. So people don't hang out there. And uh, I, I just went on my own way down there. But I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know... One of the reasons these people are all so close to each other is because they're pinned in. Because liquor laws mean that you have to stay in this certain amount of space. Yeah. In Ohio, I- you can't walk pa- out... Even out past the patio. So, I've been thinking, like, what if they just first ended liquor laws, right? And second, just let people stand in the middle of fucking fields and drink. Because, really, people are just looking to get drunk outside. Okay. You know? So, you get groups six feet apart from each other just standing in a field drinking. And they would be happy. I can... Fucking guarantee you those same people would be happy just to stand on like Ohio Stadium, just to stand okay. down on the football field and drink. <laughs> wow, you could—I mean—you'd be able to pay premium VIP packages for that one. <laughs> right, right, right. You could just find any field, Huntington Field, they Huntington be... Park, you any field in the downtown area. Just let them all stand out in the field, but they can't do that. You know, they yeah. won't fucking think their minds don't work because they think it's like. Because I think a lot of people think it's like, it's these selfish people that just want to get par- party and get fucked and stuff. And it's like, it's like even more base than that in a way. <laughs> it's that the natural human state is to want to get drunk outside when it's warm outside. That's just how people are. Yeah, we've been programmed that way though. Yeah, all of our lives. Yeah. Just people love to get drunk outside. And yesterday in your neighborhood, I saw a guy at the park drinking a beer. And I was like, see, this is what has to happen. You got to let the people just... And if they could move around, I think they would cluster in smaller groups maybe and there would be some measure of harm reduction the only harm reduction i've seen in bars that are open now is the most ridiculous thing i've seen since the pandemic Uh which is at a bar called marshall's that's just on the other side of the alleyway from my house yeah, I, uh, they have disgusting place. So, they have about six picnic tables outside. Okay. On the patio. The patio's not big enough to put those six picnic tables six feet apart. So, what they did is they put them as far apart as they possibly could. And then they built these things that are like plexiglass windows. That like they don't go to the glass doesn't go all the way to the ground. It's like a wood thing that stands up, and the glass goes to about waist level. And like they just put them between all the tables. Was, Wait, it doesn't go head high. no, it. Do, it is if you're sitting down. It's Got head it. high. Okay, but if you're standing up, you would be right like over the glass anyway. And I was just like. Who consulted on this? Like, did they find a doctor to say, like, this is because this is exactly like the other place without them. (laughs) Marshall's
0: is definitely a slap together place. So they were just like,
1: we can get all that from Home Depot and have the, the patio going. Well, yeah. And also, like, it's in a neighborhood where people, I think they would be more conscious and maybe more willing to say, hey let's not do this sure do you know what i mean like like the 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 other places that are open are on campus or high street yeah where it's like there's uh, apparently when standard was open people were driving by and honking their horns and screaming at them yeah and i actually saw on high street i was walking down high street a couple days ago and outside of union bar they were having like a staff meeting with probably about maybe ten people, maybe eleven? It it couldn't have been it wasn't a huge group and this guy drove by and honked his horn and said, Crowd's too big. And I was like, got him. Like And they were just all standing there like, oh fuck you man. You know what work. (laughs) But it's like I I don't really know where to land on this stuff, other than like I'm not I'm not planning to go. They out. want their right to do it. I, I you know, I'm telling <laughs> they're you, they're going to shoot us all up if
0: we don't. If they don't have their right to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to freak out until like two or three weeks from now, and then see what kind of. I am legend. If there's some like I am legend shit going on in a month, I'm gonna be like, they should have opened everything back up. (laughs) It's
0: never gonna be I am legend. I mean, the thing is so mundane. Is it's so hard to make sense of it because we view things in such black and white terms. Um, But like, it's just really mundane. It's not even you know. It's it's like the twenty year olds that are at standard hall drinking are not the ones that are gonna die. It's spreading it around to other people. It's like all. It's just it's hard for selfish Americans to understand any,
1: any aspect of this. Like being a part of a thing. Uh, Yeah. Like Americans can't ever imagine being part of like a collective cause.
0: No, no, no. I (laughs) do what I want and I deal with the companies that I like. Yeah. And that's it. And I don't have to deal. I
1: don't have to think about anybody else. I mean, for me, it's like, it's kind of in a weird way. I know I'm not going to have to go to a bar this summer. So I'm kind of, happy about that in a way Uh and I I do also think we're gonna probably loosen up among my friends and start kinda yeah like putting people in the group and getting together and maybe backyard queuing and stuff like that which is that's fun for me that's the kind of shit I'm into so like it's not even something that's like I don't need to go to a bar but also you know I was I was just kinda putting myself in my 25-year-old mind. And uh, you have even said this too. It's like, if I'm not watching the news, if I'm not like a guy that does a podcast about labor issues and, and politics, I probably don't know why we're locked down either. I probably, I probably think it's bullshit and I don't know why we're doing it. And then when the government says, hey, you can go out, I'm probably gonna go out. Yeah. Just because would, I'm not like, I'm would, an idiot. I, you know what I would do
0: I would be out I would have been at Standard Hall and I would have been hanging around with a bunch of strangers and been like so many people are gonna
1: die because of us tonight and we'd all have a great laugh about it yeah yeah you'd <laughs> all be having a good time being like people probably think we're real pieces of shit right, right. now yeah. <laughs> you know, <there's laughs> get certain, us all around <laughs> a certain amount of people who think we're fucking horrid selfish people yeah. you know
0: yeah let's cheer and then yeah you just cheers to the death of everybody and you know it's a fun time I mean um, I don't know, I've know I've what's been, gonna happen well, I, I Republican national convention
1: is happening we'll see you want to go to that mug yeah i don't i need like a full suit well, okay. Then we're not going to go. That's the thing. I, You know what I wish I was at yesterday? What? The Open Chicago Rally where mancal Muller was the keynote sp- speaker. Really? Didn't know about it till yesterday. That's Damn. the fucking problem is, had I known about this three days ago, there would have been a really good shot of me driving six hours to watch mancal give a speech. He also wore a mask at his speech and it said Boomer Naturals on the side of it. And I was like, does he... I mean, I guess he leans into that kind of thing. Like, I'm an old salty man, boomer, you know? But I would have liked to have seen Man Cow give a speech obviously. without a mask, though. I feel, how do you wear, how is he wearing a mask? I think they're all, I, oh, he's they, a shock jock, by the way. Shock jocks are all like afraid of germs. I guess there's, cause their life's going so great, they don't want to die, sort yeah. of thing. You know, I think that's really why, you know? Those people are so slippery. I grew because, up because like they will acknowledge that
0: germ theory is like a real thing but then also be like, "Well, it's on my freedom to expose myself."
1: Well, that's Mancow. Mancow yeah. is is more of a guy that's I don't think that he doesn't think that coronavirus exists. I think he more likely thinks <laughs> like it exists and uh, if it's my choice to go out and get it, if I want to go out and get it, you know. Yeah. I I think I think that's more cuz he's an idiot. He's, like, a it's, pure fucking idiot. It's the same thing. That, it's basically their stance on free speech. Yeah. It's like, you know, well, uh, I have free speech, so I, like, have to say racist things. Right. <laughs> you know? It's, that, like, that's how they feel. It's like, I have freedom of association, which means I can associate with people with coronavirus and then go associate with my mom at the nursing home.
0: Yeah. It's just frustrating right now. I, I mean, it's really frustrating because, like, the Vegan Columbus group had a blow-up today. Cause somebody went in there and said like something along the lines of, how about you let people make a decision instead of forcing them to be on house arrest over something that's less dangerous than the common flu? So they're like, they, they get to treat us like we're all crazy, you know, in their minds, they think that we are living in fear and we're sheeple that are controlled by the government, you know? Like yeah. I hate
1: being in that position, well, I, I wanna had, look down on them. I've actually even had that conversation about them, like uh uh, or we were having a conversation before about they're not gonna like admit if they're wrong anyway, sure if a million if a million people die next Thursday, they're just gonna be like, well government you know, that victim. was gonna happen anyway yeah and also like when the numbers do go up they they say that's because we're testing more and it's like okay so like that just means like that doesn't mean that the people don't have it sure you know what i mean it means that still the it's people there. that got tested have it that's not like a proof of anything Yeah. You know, that's what people have been saying since the beginning. You may be asymptomatic and not know that you have it and are spreading it. That's why other people have been saying, hey, why don't we just test every single person? But, you know, obviously we can't get an answer to that. Sure. Because everything sucks is why. But yeah, I mean... I'm with you, dude. I can't, like, figure out what to do. I can't make heads or tails anymore. Like, I think we have been so burned by, like, the establishment modes of getting information that it's nearly impossible to figure out what yeah what you're actually supposed to be doing at any given moment of your life.
0: Well, yeah. And parts (laughs) of me, like, if when I'm up in the middle of the night on five hits of acid and, like, a bottle of cognac, I'm like... Maybe it was the Democrats that released this thing to get rid of Bernie Sanders and to make Trump look bad. You know, but then uh, then I'm like on the other side, like, well, they shut down the government and they shut down transactions, which is something they would never, ever do in their life. The only thing that I the only reason that makes me take this makes me take it seriously was the fact that they were willing to say uh, we can't do the economy right now, which is astonishing.
1: And that they're freaking out about getting it reopened. You know, it's like, well, I don't think they would be like, we got to close down the whole economy. Yeah. And then after it's closed, be like, "Shit, we fucked up. We accidentally closed down the whole <laughs> yeah. economy. <laughs> yeah, we thought it was going to be good to do that, and it turned out to be a bad thing. People lost their fucking jobs. Yeah, and but we- I think like the I think that like it's really about a per. It's like I know that people are being forced to work, but I think that like we all have a. Dis- they have basically put the onus on us as people, as individuals." to make a decision here. Yeah. And like they're they're putting their thumbs on the scale for go back out. You know right. what I mean? But like I I am like ca- I'm going to be cautious about the whole thing. I don't I don't want to get the coronavirus. I've I just don't want it. I have decided I don't want it and I'm not going to go out and try to get it. Um And I'm going to watch, like, I was telling, I was Friday, I was going through the news, my Google News cards. You guys know, do you do? Do you guys ever do that? I know I talk about these sometimes. Yeah, I remember right? they they launched that service like seven or eight years ago. You anything. know it? Yeah. I, I look through them sometimes. I, if I go to Google something and a little card comes up, I'm like, what else is down there? Because it's like it's telling you what you're interested in. No, it's good. Which apparently for me is Walt Disney World, comic book movies, Breaking Bad, and student loan debt. <laughs> Really what I'm interested in. but what going pop- check my cards. But what popped up on my Google cards was a story about a treatment for um, coronavirus. Something that was 100%, a 100% treatment that could clear it up Cool. in like one day. Yeah. Right? Magic bullet. And like also explained in this thing about coronavirus, they were like, this is how it does it. It surrounds the coronavirus and it kills it so that it can't exist anymore. And, you know, we're about a month away from having this pill that cures coronavirus. And I was like very excited about this development like I was walking and looking at my phone very excited about this development and even talking about how ex- like was thinking about texting Katie and being like dude I can't believe it they cured coronavirus and then I realized I was reading Fox News and I was like I would never believe Fox News under any circumstances at any other time I just want this to be true yeah. so much that I was like maybe Sorrento Health is a real company that really cured coronavirus I i started googling them and shit (laughs) that's really believing real because the and and i should have known because like what i was trying to do was like i was thinking as i was reading it i was like this sounds all very scientific to me and then after i finished reading it i was like you know the guy really did just say like hey we found this thing that surrounds the coronavirus and kills it yeah and it's like i don't They 3D printed it. (laughs) That wasn't, like, scientific at all, but I was—I so badly want to believe that they're just going to figure it out tomorrow, and I know that's not going to happen. I'm just an idiot, and, like, it was just funny how willing I was to buy into a Fox News story immediately when it thought it was going to be a good piece of news for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Personally. So... I saw that. Uh, Yeah, my cards are all weird, man. Like, like it's all like, there's a lot of wrestling and Bad Boys for Life news. Like, constantly Bad Boys for Life news every day. A new Bad Boys for Life story. Every day. A new story about Bad Boys for Life. Every day. Follow-ups on it. What's the the news for Bad Boys? Exclusive. Bad Boys for Life director shot an epic alternate ending. And then also in other news about Bad Boys for Life, uh, the directors had a really hard time uh, with one of the more dramatic scenes in the movie, of which I will not spoil for the listeners because it's, you know, maybe they haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. You know, well, I mean. You'll so they see had, had a hard time you know. coaxing. What's that? You don't see anything, though. I love Bad Boys. They had a hard time coping with having to make this decision, but everybody felt like it was a good decision. And also, Bad Boys. See, I get multiple Bad Boys for Life news stories. Like, Google Cards is the most useless fucking news service that's ever existed. I also, like, I don't know why. I guess I might click on them, but I get stuff for the MCU on there every day. Every, every day, three MCU stories where it's like, hey, Yondu isn't going to be back in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Well, I mean, that has a lot of <laughs> scuttlebutt. I mean, that Marvel stuff always has a lot of behind the
0: scenes. I cannot believe that Bad Boys is still keeping the content mill alive.
1: <laughs> Bad Boys for life, dog. Oh, here it is. Exclusive Bad Boys for, Bad Boys for Life directors explain why Dark Moment had to happen. That was the second Bad Boys for Life story. Uh, so yeah, I had two Bad Boys for Life stories. Um, I'm all closed. Everything's closed on my computer. And uh, I, I will... Fix we're like
2: fluctuating down pretty low, but I shut a lot of the stuff down on
1: this computer. What? And it's I turned my wifey off, too. But Wait, yeah. Power? Well, we're just trying to... The internet is fluctuating pretty crappily. I mean, right now yeah. it's running good, but okay. like, it keeps dropping down low. And <sighs> okay. Than chat, but right now it's good. So anyway, it's like Google cards is for people who don't really ever want to be informed, but they want to have like a bunch of stuff to talk about. Cause you know what? The other thing that comes up a lot, Brett and you'll appreciate this. And I don't know why this comes up for me as the, I mean, obviously I guess it thinks I'm horny. Uh, but it's like heavy metal guys' daughters Ew. post steamy pics oh. from this website. And it's every day a new Dave Mustaine's daughter posted some steamy pics yesterday. Exodus is <clears throat> somebody from Exodus's daughter posted some steamy pics. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, I don't it's, want that. You know what? I mean, I don't want to go too much into it. I don't want
0: to perform, but uh, it is really hard for me sometimes using the internet because I'll try to spy on stuff. I followed like one of those uh, Norse mythology pages. Oh, no. I was trying to find some alt-right stuff, but it was like women that are into Norse mythology and every time I look at my Facebook stories, it will always be like some red-haired woman with a gigantic sword, you know, <laughs> like half naked. And I have to like, I've always checked behind my shoulder because I feel like I'm it looks like I'm being a creep, you know? Like I yeah. didn't mean to. And also, um, so there's a few other pages that always post steamy pictures out of nowhere. Mommy needs vodka. I know is that a one. weird one. I know that one. They will post like Jessica Alba posts baby pictures and it's like this really steamy... Uh, preview picture. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I, I got d- I fart on me.
1: my wits is one of them. They used to be fart on my tits, but they changed it to wits because I think they're trying to go mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all like uh, Steve Irwin's daughter in steamy photo shoot and underwear. And I'm just like, God, good Lord. I think fart on my tits is worth getting fa- kicked
0: off Facebook because you could turn that into something.
1: It wasn't kicked off. Fa- they didn't get kicked off. No, I know are was trying to go mainstream. I get with- it. The wits, you know. Yeah, they're like two chains when he was titty boy. Yeah, you you can't go mainstream with the name like "fart on my tits." You know, it's so, so funny though, and it's just something that never would be requested. That's a Matt. That's a Matt Crisman uh find Uh, back way back when he said it on street fight in one of his very early appearances he said his sister followed a page on facebook called fart on my tits (laughs) and i immediately typed (laughs) fart on my tits in and said subscribe i'm gonna get on Fart of my wits now well it's just a it's a celebrity gossip site now yeah it's it's not as fun as when it was fart on my tits and it was just memes it wasn't even about tits or farts you know It's so much porno on those things. I know. Everything's porno now. Everything is porno. It's just sick. I gotta tell you. But Um, anyway, yeah, I... uh, So, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I'm looking through my news. This week, uh, let's see. I'm really sore because I ran a tiller. We're doing like a victory garden thing in the backyard. And I ran a tiller and my back is in so much fucking pain right now. It's ridiculous. Katie
1: Burns, my wife, in the same position. Just she fucking patched up today with a, a weed patch. Yeah. And also bought two cocktails at a uh to-go cocktails at a bar called Painkiller. And also uh uh put weed lotion on yeah, and it's probably had more I mean I got a lot of high CBD shit at the house so it, it was actually medicine you know I have my dragon balm that I got from Seattle I've been rubbing it, rubbing it on all day
0: and eating cookies like crazy and drinking beer but if I drink too much beer I will injure myself last time I had a back injury I drank and it was like oh my goodness my back doesn't even hurt anymore <laughs> and know? I was like just acting out like crazy and then I was in bed the whole next day
1: yeah yeah you don't want to do do
0: that the but, other thing i watched uh since a lot of people are enjoying this uh my my heavy metal journey i watched this um documentary and it's for free that's why i'm bringing it up because i'm not i don't want to advertise something it's totally free on youtube it's called slave to the grind it's about grindcore music do you know grindcore music brian
1: no oh well, i mean is it like a uh, 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 cannibal corpse
0: no okay. no it's faster than know, that man. even i don't know
1: i think it's i don't cannibal corpse wasn't
0: even in there but it's close. I mean, it's pretty much the same. It is. The, it sounds the same. The, the other funny thing about metal is that everybody thinks that their niche genre is like so much different than the rest. Yeah. Well, People yeah. are like, I know. I mean, you'll probably you know,
1: this is a little bit different than what you're used to, and it all just sounds like metal to me. Well, I, but, I mean, we do the same thing. Like a lot of times with the with the podcast scene, it's like, oh, well, we don't do the same thing. It's that's true. That's true. It's not the same. It's <laughs> like, not all the same. We're all like sliced up, and we're all basically covering the same shit. And what, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we all have our beats, but you know what I mean. Like it's the same sensibilities, <laughs> I guess. But there
0: was this one part that fucking cracked me up at the end, where they're like talking to this guy, and he looks like he looks like a like a uh, like a, a like a big city journalist guy he just has glasses on and like the minor league baseball hat. And he kind of looks like an egg man. And he's like, you know, we've been wanting to do this project for a really long time. It's been uh, you know, it's been something that we've talked about for years and it's finally happened. And then they cut to this woman. That's like two dimensional. She's like a fucking pencil. She's just tiny. And then she's like, yeah, we've talked about this for forever. And we really wanted to do it. And they cut to the concert footage it's like 25 people standing in there, and all of a sudden every song starts off like real slow. So it's just like ban and then and then it just goes <laughs> like the, the whole thing is built around blast beat, which is just playing as fast as possible. You play 16th notes as fast as possible, and then you hit your snare like every other one. And then the the guy just starts going, Oh, no no,
3: no, 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 no
0: And then when he stops, she comes from the side stage and she's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I just don't fucking I was laughing so hard that people paid money for this. There's, like, all these people that are like, that was
1: probably one of the best shows I've been to in my life. (laughs) People who go to shows that nobody's at. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We said this when me and you saw Ween, we were walking out. And we were talking about how funny it is. Like, they were leaving, and this guy was like, that was fucking awesome, dude. That was an awesome show. And then the guy he was walking with was like, it was a fucking awesome show. Probably, like, the second most awesome (laughs) one. The first most awesome one was what you weren't at yeah yeah (laughs) people love brings up a better concert (laughs) right after yeah yeah but he loved the show it's just like it's much easier just to say like but the other one i went to was better if you can imagine how good this one was right the other one better you know just imagine like one slight tick up better than that and i've noticed it now at every show i go to if you're walking out after the show ends as you walk out the door you will hear that variations oh, yeah. of that at every single show wrestling, concerts, sporting events, you will every time hear somebody say, that's the best fucking night of my life, and then somebody be like, it was it was fucking awesome, it was the second most awesome night I've ever had in my life dude
0: (laughs) I bit some friends heads off, because they were like, I don't know, it didn't really sound like what I was
1: supposed to, what I was expecting and I was like, I'm not hearing that, I'm going to the car yeah, yeah, I'm I'm loving this I've told this, I don't go to the movies with people, I don't like going to movies with people anymore because of that I went and saw it with a good close friend of ours I saw in Glorious Bastards and uh, he was shit face drunk and at the end of the fucking movie, we were walking out and I was like, oh, you know, I I love Quentin Tarantino. I'm like a real mark for that kind of stuff. You also stuff. love any movie you just saw. I do. That's <laughs> true. Why doesn't people even understand that? So I'm walking on opening night too oh, yeah. and just high as shit. Oh that was in my firecracker's days. Yeah. Where I was just fucking I was probably doing 200 milligrams of weed at night. I'm really down. So anyway, we're walking out and I'm like, you know, in my head, I'm thinking like, boy, that was a really important movie. It was really good. I I really enjoyed that. Having like really happy thoughts and (laughs) thinking about the dialogue and how you like the back and forth and what was my favorite scene. (laughs) And then the dude that I went with just went like this. That movie fucking sucked. (laughs) And now he quotes it all the fucking time because he loves it. He like just literally he loves this movie and he ruined the one the first time i saw it he ruined the good feelings at the end which is actually kind of a funny prank i told you yeah. the other story it's is, funny
0: though because he does like if you're in another room he'll say gorlami yeah yeah he yeah
1: <laughs> he loves to quote that fucking movie now at the other the other time it was like uh, the avengers movie that first came out which yes uncool now but at the time it was like i saw all the movies leading up to the avengers and the avengers came out and it was the first time that i'd ever heard of a movie like this where they mixed all the characters from other movies i was very excited to see this movie i bought tickets to see it on opening night on imax i got to, i i was like i'm gonna go see this movie and then another dude that we don't hang out with i don't hang out with very much uh was like oh i you know i i'll come with you i'd love to go with you and i was like okay so he got a ticket too and i went and picked him up on the way there and uh, i'm watching this movie and again as brett said i love any movie i'm seeing so i'm like fucking kid in a candy store look at this it's loud it's bright. it's fucking wild these fucking superheroes they're in a real pickle right now and they're gonna have to try to get out of it i don't even know how they're going to you know and uh he fucking leans over to me right before the big scene is about to start, the big battle. Like right after that guy got killed, the important shield guy in Avengers, you know what I'm talking about? Like the ball guy that's like Nick hunk- Fury? hangs out. No, the guy that hangs with him. The the white dude that hangs with Okay, so anyway, this guy gets killed. It's a big emotional moment in the movie. This Dum Dum motherfucker- Dugan? i don't remember his name okay. it's something he's just a he's a shield guy got it and he was just kind of around he was like nick fury's like uh, uh assistant you okay. know and uh he gets killed and then i'm watching this fucking movie and this guy leans over to me as he's dying on his dying scene he's like this is fucking boring <laughs> and i had to sit for the rest of the movie with this guy next to me that's like depending on me for a ride home from the fucking movie so he can't leave you felt like he would have walked out if you weren't if he had his car which would have been great we've been totally okay with him leaving but yeah ruined it and then that that's why i don't go to movies with people anymore at all all right You ready to take some calls? Yeah, it's time to take the calls. Yeah, that was fun, though. I enjoyed that. I can't look at websites. I got my hand off the computer. Why? Internet. I'm trying to be... Is internet down? Oh, it's it's just slow. Yeah, we're just... All right.
0: uh, Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
1: So I got a veteran, I think. Hey, what's up, fellas? Howdy. Hey, who's this?
2: Hey, this is uh, Nathan in Northwest
1: Florida what's up nathan what's going on tonight
2: not much i called in a few weeks ago about uh, uh, uh still ain't got shit
1: you're still not uh, your unemployment i dude, know this. I, I heard the numbers were like eight percent of people that filed there in florida yeah, they,
2: are getting it um, last I, yeah last i saw they had denied once they finally got around to looking at shit they had denied like over 40 percent of applicants and then, but didn't give them a reason and just told them to reapply again.
3: Yeah, you know?
0: that's, uh. And that was like,
2: that was like a two weeks ago. So it was already like a month and a half into this shit, you know.
0: Do you have a special, like, uh, coronavirus website?
2: No, I mean, it's just like the standard unemployment website, but I talked a little bit about it last time. Yeah, know, well. How Rick Scott had, like, broken it on purpose and, uh, they built a new one. Um, but the old one's still up so it's really confusing there's two websites and like one tells me that i don't have any claims existing and the new website is like yeah you've got this claim so i i literally don't know what the fuck is going on
0: yeah see that's exactly why i asked um ohio just launched a new unemployment website as well and so like all the people that were getting denied all month long of april they're now saying, like, oh, go to the new website. It's for disaster relief. It's the coronavirus unemployment site. And I'm, I'm certain they aren't sending letters out. I don't know how you would know that information, uh, y- you know.
2: Yeah, it's pretty much convincing. I mean, it, it might be different elsewhere. I know a lot of people. That's what pisses me off is a lot of people are making, like, a shit ton
3: on
0: unemployment. I'm Dude, like, I hear, my, my, uh, someone in my family high. is making uh, fucking $4,500 a month on unemployment.
2: Yeah, you know what I could do with that? I could, I could change my fucking life. Uh, oh, uh. oh, yeah. It's really, con- it's really convinced me that it's just I basically feel like at least four that we're living in like an anarcho-capitalist state. This is pretty much how it feels. But up there, with your, you were talking about your bars and stuff. Is there no like? Are there not like capping uh, like people inside or anything?
1: I just don't think that. I I, apparently the health department is warning people and driving up and down the road, but honestly, this place is the type. I mean, this guy I think probably feels above the law because they own own like half of the bars in Columbus, and uh, I also they own a few of the most popular. Standard Hall is also very
0: new and very hot right now.
1: Yeah, food. They own the food hall, which is another huge. And that's coming Play. soon, right? No, that's open. Oh, the, the one on High over there, right by Fifth Avenue—the huge. It's got. It's yeah. called the Food Hall. Yeah, and yeah. Then, then they it, own. Then uh, it all
2: just sounds fucking miserable. Like I don't, I don't know <laughs> what it's like, but we it's have like we have a place here called Union Public House, which is like the the fucking place. But it, it sounds like it's like oh, that sounds like a working class place. Like I'll go to the fucking Public House yeah but no, it's like you know fifteen dollars for a cocktail you can get like i don't know it's
1: yeah like, we have uh, they own a hotel, cocktail. they own the Endis hotels, which is property manager they own Michael's goody boy, forno kitchen and bar, short North Pint house
3: Whoa.
1: standard hall, and uh yeah i think that's what they own actually that's all of them and they're about to open up uh another one but uh that company it's like a venture capitalist thing and and the guy's like kind of a a dickweed but i I just think that basically it's like these bars they do have reduced capacity and they're not allowed to have people indoors but what I think is okay. just gonna finally, recovery. what I think is finally gonna end up happening, is these dude—they're not gonna turn people away. Yeah, and that's the thing. I—they yeah. probably don't follow capacity when there's not a pandemic. If that if. You know what I mean? Like I doubt like, who, they do. Who's
2: checking up on them? Then, like nobody, nobody's checking up on them. Well, the
1: yeah, other capacities- thing too is like
0: you know, there's plenty of room for somebody. Like you take two tables, you put them six feet six feet apart, but then you put two chairs back to back, and those people are one foot apart. <laughs> yeah. Right, Cap- does it go length
2: length and width? How many dimensions are we working with?
0: They're not. They're not. There's nothing that's that's like yeah. There's no guidance. It's really just like you said. It's a matter of. uh like you're on your own. I mean, whoever can make the yeah, most, the who can ever code, profit Apple. off of this is is the winner. Um, whoever you know, you if you want to, if you want to uh, play it safe, you're going to have to suffer economically. You know, like th- this really is. Well, it just feels like, like we, it, it does feel like it's our fault. Like it feels like I'm supposed to fix it or I'm supposed to like, even the bailout, like the bail a lot of it was people like asking for money from us they're like you just got $3000 stimulus can you donate money to these causes and i'm like i we need bailed out like yeah. we got this to get bailed yeah. out we why we, there's you know anyone
2: with a anyone with a platform to like ask to get bailed out and like actually get donations is probably the people who need it like the-
1: yeah i mean capacity just from the job that we do just from touring and stuff capacity is a very fluid number anyway like i know that like buildings have capacities on them but
0: oh i've seen them do we've seen 100 person venues go to 125 or 130 well i
1: mean the one i'm not gonna say which one but it was supposed to be i believe 90 and uh we got to they called the owner and he he was like you know we're already 30 over can we let more people in and the owner was like yes well he was like
0: they can <laughs> they can stand in the uh they can stand in the the uh, they can stand in the hallway they can't be in the in the uh, actual theater they can yeah. just walk from the yeah they, so yeah i mean and people also don't I don't know, like when I did Food Not Bombs, there was a very weird situation where people got really close to each other, and it was like, not everyone is on the same, people feel weird like yeah. taking charge and saying out loud like we need to social distance, like I was a bully. Yeah, I
3: do,
2: I do Food Not Bombs too, I haven't been doing it because I'm in, you know, compromised. but I, would, I can imagine feeling pretty uncomfortable, most of who we serve is like homeless people, And I don't, and they're like older guys mostly. And I don't know, I would probably feel rude barking out. I would probably do it, but I, yeah, I imagine it's pretty uncomfortable.
0: It is. I mean, it's hard to make, it's like I'm the leader of this field right now that's handing out free food, and it makes me feel like rude, but at the same time, it's like makes everything go smoother and helps. Uh, uh, the process along, so that every so we can keep doing it. Because like, if 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 we don't enforce these kind of things, we're going to get shut down by the health department too. And they're more likely to shut down anarchists feeding the homeless than they are Standard Hall. You yeah. Know? Well,
1: they yeah, did absolutely. go. at They
2: don't, don't got to cross any doors. You're just gonna park. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I think one of the interesting things is they did warn Standard Hall, but they cited another bar on uh, Park Street. They cited them, and like I guess the bar owners are like, we don't know what they're gonna do. Like they either decide to cite or don't. It's up to the sounds person like, that shows up, and it it's like, like a hey, speeding ticket. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's life, motherfucker. Was that
2: like another like tycoon bar? or was kind of like a
1: one, one. Well, those are all. Try- like, that's a tycoon area. Yeah, the bars that are yeah. the bars that are open are that I've seen open are not dives. They are the, yeah, the, Zeno's the is, more, yeah, Xeno's is a dive. That's true. But it's also a, a, a fucking fixture in the yeah. city. It's been here since, for how long? Yeah, it's also a dive in an area where people have like $400,000 houses. Right. But like, I, I think the places that are opening are the ones probably that are freaking out the most about rent. Like, the rent yeah. for Standard Hall is probably quite a bit of money and, you know, the government didn't do anything yeah. to help anybody so nobody everybody
2: yeah, I mean, is sort of really fucked you know <laughs> situation with like the dives like we don't know how many are gonna close like i play music and i'm like fucking you
3: know
2: a so uh, lot well, of them have been like shut down for so long here and so many have already been shutting down because of education. i'm like well i'd be able to fucking ever play
4: music again all, all
1: close? i mean that's me and brett i was thinking about this over the weekend uh like we probably i mean we're Probably definitely not going to tour this year, but at some point we are going to go back out on the road and tour. And like, are there going to be our size venues? Because we are too big to do like punk houses at this point, because there's, uh, the audience would be too big. Even bars are too small at this point. Yeah. And we're too small to do live nation. Yeah, I
2: remember, I remember you tweeted about that the other day and I was like, what you should just do is like i don't know i've been watching a lot of westerns lately you know, there's all those like carnival type things that like come into town and shit and, like like throw money in a hat you just like set up in the biggest fucking park and i feel like you have like a big enough audience you just like pass a hat around. That's Brian's, just,
1: like, the- I mean we want to have beer though and we also want to have like a professional sound system like that was the thing that sucks the most is like our our uh, our touring was getting a lot uh, better because yeah. we were getting better venues with better sound systems. And now like yeah, a Mike lot of those might be gone, you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anarchism gen- generator PA. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to
1: tell you. Yeah. Well, we talked to, uh, yeah. I mean, it, you know what? It, there will be place. We will perform. I just think that there's going to be places it's going to be hard to go back to. For a while, yeah. Boston being one, uh, Great Scott, close, which was their club that we could have played, one of their clubs, we could never get a date there, but they did close. And uh, uh, Portland, Oregon, I can't, I don't know how we're ever going to perform there again. If if the two yeah. places that are willing to have us close,
5: I
2: think, I think y'all will in the long run be okay, just because you you know you have enough draw to like hit like bigger cities. But like somebody like me where like it's really tough to to it's in like a fucking Atlanta or, you know, uh, Raleigh or just like any, anywhere bigger where they just like have actual cloud come through. It's just going to be like,
1: uh, well, uh, let me say this Atlanta and Raleigh were extremely hard for us to put, too. <laughs> but I
2: can make me feel a little bit
3: better.
1: I do understand. That, like, we couldn't. We had a hard time getting a venue in Atlanta during the DSA convention with the Trillbillies and the Sams. So it was like up to the. Yeah, it was like up to like the last minute that we got. But, like, I feel like my hope is that things somehow these places get taken care of whether the city kind of lays off on the rent or, or or something i i don't really know but uh i am very curious to see what what yeah. touring acts being a touring like act will look like in 2021 2022 because
2: i just feel like counterculture is like the first thing to get the short edge.
1: You're oh, right. for sure. Yeah, I mean that's the other issue, right? Is like, there are a lot of bars that might have two, uh, that might be two hundred capacity venues that don't want anarchists or uh, comedians at their yeah. bar too, which also that shuts us out too. So we'll do you like know. a Kool Aid Acid Test where we get
0: a bunch of uh, school buses. Every podcast gets their own school bus, and we'll pull up to a big field and uh, perform with megaphones.
1: Well, I think we're gonna be okay. Like, uh, I think we're gonna be able to get venues I also in the end. But I do think that, like, like he's saying, like acts that draw like fifty to hundred, they might just like not be able to get hey, a that's, venue. That's
2: generous. We're talking, we're talking twenty five.
1: <laughs> well, I try to be nice, okay? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you. but you know what I mean, though, right? Like the venues that are that are that size, I think also are going to be few and far between. At that point, but who knows? Did we lose him? Do we lose you? Mm, lost him. Lost him. Poor guy. Yeah, sorry about that. We waited on
0: hold. It's, then we. What can... was your music? Send send your music in the chat, and I'll uh... we'll play it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. That is, it does suck. It is really like something you should. We I I was really thinking about is like me and you are in this like really weird position where the venues we need are going to be. A size closing that yeah that's gonna make right. it hard
0: you're also right i mean the places that we play that do have a dedicated sound system with a person that's a professional that's been doing it that costs extra money mm-hmm. that's a lot that's a lot harder than do to do than just buying a pa from fucking guitar center and throwing it in the corner and saying we charge money for acts to perform here you know yeah it's yeah. a very different Situation,
1: yeah, and that's we had just gotten there. I know, we had just the last tour we, we haven't did, had not a, a single problem.
0: I in a long had a, time. There hasn't been a microphone wire that <laughs> fell off the bottom of the mic
1: <laughs> since and, New Orleans. Since New Orleans, is that what it's been? I'd, that uh, was the last one. That's the one I remember. Yeah, I don't remember another one. It's been so long since we've had
3: a. That used to happen
0: all the
1: time, though. Oh, like whenever, whenever a friend of a friend could hook you,
0: hook us up with a venue, we would show up, and there would always be a microphone. It would always be Brian. Like before he said his first thing, like "Hey," and then the mic would just fall right out
1: every time. Ruins a joke. Just really fucking takes the piss out of you. Yeah. Or like the mic just doesn't work. Yeah. When then you tap it, you tap it. And they're like, no, it's working. It's working. And then you're like, you go to talk. It's like, what out a dream radio? Everybody, I'm happy to do, have you here. Or, <laughs> or we like, have to like the times we had to consider sharing a mic. Oh, yeah. We had to try to pull. I always try to pull
0: that audible. I'm like, we'll just share mics. And then like two jokes in, I'm like, I fucking hate this. So yeah. I'm like
1: looking around, like, somebody throw me a mic. It's impossible to you do. can't. It's yeah, just for us. Yeah. It's a conversational tone that we have, so yeah. like sharing a mic. if we were doing joke, set up, punchline, set up, punchline, sharing a mic would be very easy, but yeah. we're more spontaneous than that. You need yeah. the mic in your hand let's Let's get another call in.
0: All right, next call this is going to be a good one. Next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. who are we talking to tonight? Hello.
1: Skeleton. He a skeleton. This one.
0: isn't a skeleton. This person I was just talking to this person in the
3: DMs. Oh no. Sorry,
6: wait, 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 wait. What? wait, wait. I forgot I forgot. What? I forgot that I put you on mute. And now that I've said hello, my dog is barking to you. Hey. <laughs> um This is Lonnie from Chicago.
1: Hey Lonnie. How's it oh, going? Oh. Oh. What's going on, Lonnie?
6: Um, I have some bullshit at my work. Um I work for one of the only consumer co-ops in Chicago, like in the actual Chicagoland area, um, there's only two. And in the city limits, there's only one. Um, We have really bad news right now because in the middle of COVID, um, the health inspector has come and shut us down twice now, failing us on pretty minor stuff. He's like a very intense inspector. Um, And we're at this point where we might close. They were also in the process of trying to unionize that workspace. They have have a few workers who are in the IWW. Um, So I'm calling because uh, pending our next inspection on Monday, we might close. So that's
0: tomorrow. What did you get dinged for before?
6: So, we got dinged for some pretty basic, like urban grocery store stuff. Um, it was like there were mice. Um, we have a 10,000 square foot space. Um, we do have an unfinished basement, which was something that, you know, they had just expanded into this space and we had just started to try to fundraise to get that space cleaned up. Uh-huh. Um, but there's no food or anything like that in the basement. It's just that it is also close to a lot of construction going on right now and with COVID closing. Um, there's more pests coming in. Uh-huh. Um, so it was, this is actually like a very clean workspace. I've worked there for a while. Um oh, I've
0: been to Chicago. I've, I've, in, I've hung in out in chi- food, yeah, yeah. I so say I've hung out in Chicago patios and just watched rats like climb
1: the lines yeah, above in you. In cities, there's right. mice. <laughs> yeah, there are. I had. A,
6: are insane. Yeah.
1: yeah, I had a mouse in my place last year. A mouse in the house? Well, yeah, yeah. I had a mouse uh, in the house. I yeah. mean, they, they. It's not you can keep your place clean as hell like we were i keep a pretty clean house and yeah. uh i know it doesn't sound like it from the show but my house is actually <laughs> pretty clean all the time real quick the few punks like real punks we've met some of them have said like you guys
0: are way cleaner than i thought you would be
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and uh uh but yeah we had a mouse and i mean they get in it's not like you can yeah. keep the whole outside out of a place but and right. like and- you said if there's no food there then what I mean, of course there are mice in the basement.
6: There's no food in the basement, but anything on the property can still get you dinged. And these are like, I've been in food service for long enough that I know that there are certain things that, that city inspectors will find that are health code violations. And they give you a timeline and then you address those things within their timeline. They come back for reinspection, and normally it's all good. Right. Um, however, when they, they gave us a three day timeline and a three month timeline um, and they showed up after day three and they dinged us on more things and said, if you don't fix all of your three month timeline items, we will shut you down again. This sounds- um, so they gave us another three days to accomplish a three month timeline. Um, we cannot appeal this process right now because of COVID. There's no, courts open at the moment. Um, and my fear, well, when I reached out to my friend, I've, I've been asking people to buy equity into the co-op, um, just so that we have cash on hand, um, just so it doesn't close. And he told me to call your show, um, because the fear here is that a small community grocery store is going to close. It's cooperatively owned. And they were on the verge of organizing, um, with the IWW, so there was no, there's no possibility of them organizing or coming to the table and bargaining if the store doesn't exist
0: anymore. Yeah, um, that sounds like a so fucking he, vendetta.
4: He,
0: you know what? When, when I was a kid, I built a quarter what? pipe in my garage, in my uh, driveway, and we had this fucking county inspector guy that just would harass the shit out of us for yeah. the it not being up to code and all these things. Obviously, this is a much more dire situation, but these type of people can just kind of uh, decide they don't like you and what you do and and really put the screws to you.
6: Definitely. And Chicago has a lot of corrupt politics. Um, I know that my suspicion being somebody who's lived in the west side of Chicago most of my life, I think that this is us being targeted for the space itself Uh um, because this is a very gentrified area of of Uh Chicago. It's becoming that way. There's a couple of different groups that are trying not to. I think internally people aren't suspecting that because um, the landlord really does want us to be there. Um, I have a feeling this is beyond the landlord though. I think this is somebody eyeing the property um, because we are right next to a blue line station um, which is a 24-hour train line. Mm. We're in an area where, you know, there's lots of residents who live there and work downtown. And once COVID is over, you know, I feel like the landscape's going to be different for business investments.
3: Yeah. Um, but
6: we were like the only business block that's going to actually be there at this point. But now we're six days shut down. Um, and we only had enough cash on hand for three days of business. Yeah. This
0: um, sounds like it could be the plot of breaking three electric jubilee.
1: What you're <laughs> trying to do a breakdancing show? No, like the place? big money investors come in
0: to to oh, like yeah. they they like your landlord yeah. is a small fry. They might have a good heart and maybe they got into landlording for the right reason. <laughs> but yeah. but you're right the 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 police, uh the health inspectors and developers, um they mm-hmm. are doing more of the eagle eye planning of what's going to happen in your neighborhood.
6: That's Yeah, that's my belief, and unfortunately, there's a lot of internal stuff going on that, like, the store basically hasn't been able to recover um, since they moved to this larger location, Um, and there was was money raised to expand. Um, It was the cutest little co-op that was, like, a bodega size, you know, and it was, like, you had to squeeze past people, Um, and it was there for, I think, seven years um, in this tiny little location, and finally, they got you know, like $900,000 in owner loans to, like, expand this big location. And as soon as they got there, there was, like, um, unfortunately, an embezzlement by an employee who was found and arrested. So, like, the entire thing is, like, super
3: bad. Yeah, <laughs> um, wow. And,
6: and yeah, so incredibly, like, incredibly so, though so it makes it so that the people who do work there really love the place. Um, they have, like, crossed that guy uh out of their memories you know and they're like let's just move on from there but morale was kind of low um which is like you know that's a great way to like become uh you know closer with your coworkers and help to to unionize and things like that but now with the threat of the closure um things are becoming not ideal for any kind of negotiation um unless we find people who can invest and maybe throw money straight toward the IWW and give them something that will allow them to bargain. Um, Because the store is in such a a bad spot. They're going to look for loans. um, So personal, like unsecured loans. And I uh, heard a rumor that there's a group of owners. um, So I think there's around 3000 owners. There's a group of owners pulling together some money and they're going to uh, offer the money as a loan under the stipulation that the store bargain with the union. Um, mm, that well, sounds
3: that's,
0: amazing. Yeah, that would be good. I was expecting something evil. Yeah,
6: well, because everything else that's come out of my mouth is kind of
0: <laughs> I was on the stream. I was making like a devilish grin and tenting my fingers, like waiting for some sort of devil's
1: deal. But that's actually no. pretty cool.
6: No, there are there are a lot of people, I think, who are owners, I think it's unfortunate that this happens with consumer and work owned co-ops, but like a lot of people are really apathetic and they don't really get involved in the politics of it. Yeah. Um, but, but there are so many owners that will walk up to somebody and say, you know, they'll say things like they're fighting for 15 or things like that and have zero concept of like what, what actually goes on in the workplace that they're talking about, that they're physically in and they're uh-huh. talking to a worker
3: yeah. Um, yeah
6: there. And I've experienced that a lot. I've been in a few co-ops for a while. And um, I think educating people on what that model actually looks like ends up being like, there's a power pinch like right at where the, the general manager is. And there's this tug of war game between the board and the workers. Um, And right now it doesn't even matter. Like I'm at this point where I'm like, it doesn't even matter what anybody thinks, but if we don't do something right now, we will not have work at all. Yeah. And now our neighborhood's going to lose one of the only walkable independently owned grocery stores in the area. There's probably going to be a target that goes there. Um,
1: Or a Jewel Osco as, as they have in Chicago, you know, we've been, we paid $18 for cigarettes there. Uh, uh, is there anything, Uh, what can people do to, to help out with this? So
6: one way to help out would be to become an equity owner of the co-op, um, and get involved in the actual board meeting because, because of COVID the board meetings are actually digital. So you can, no matter where you are, you can join a board meeting. Um, you can put in an equity share, um, the equity share is actually a hundred percent refundable in the case that we actually do close, but it kind of gives us like money in the bank. Um, and I was hoping like the influence of the owners that are from out of town, whose only interest is like being there to support the workers would be really good. Um, people would actually be involved in the voting process and would, would read things like meeting notes <laughs> and, uh, you know, advocate for accountability for the mistakes that management has made. Um, I would really love to see that. They also could contact um, the Chicago uh, branch of the IWW um, to get in touch with the workers, because it's not—it's not a majority um, of the workers right now, and that's part of the what the problem was. They—they they wanted to bargain, um, but management was kind of waiting to see that there would be a majority. And so um, they haven't met yet. Um, But if you, yeah, if you can contact Chicago at IWW.org, you could also, instead of, or in addition to giving straight equity, you could contact them and and let them know that you support um, the Dill Pickle Food uh, Co-op Workers Union. Um, That would be amazing.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I hope people do that. Do what, that for what, them. It's an actual co-op. What for was the say What was Dill name? Pickle, uh, Dill pickle. I have it right here. The Dill pickle
3: food co-op. Yeah,
6: Dill pickle food co-op. <clears throat> um, so, if you wanted to sign up for equity, so that you could actually join the board meeting tomorrow. This is an emergency meeting tomorrow. Our last um, health inspection tomorrow. If we do not meet that we will close permanently oh, no. and even if we do meet that they are most likely going to do a bunch of layoffs the layoffs will likely result in a lot of the IWW representatives or you know uh, yeah. the represented workers being laid off um which makes me so nervous um so if you could go to dillpickle.coop/ownership um you could look into buying a share so that you could be present for that meeting um, I know you got nothing to do cuz of this virus unless you want to go to <laughs> one of those bars.
1: <laughs> we have no some terrifying bars and get sick. <laughs> uh,
6: you know, and what's crazy, like I am very very proud of everybody who works there because even though they're in like a labor dispute with their workplace, they still come to work and they're amazing at their jobs. And it's like the safest store to shop in, in this area, because we're the only people taking the actual health of the community uh, into account when we enforce the policies that Chicago has enacted. Um, I finally, because my store is closed right now, I walked to another grocery store today and they are like not enforcing any rules. Um, so it's an, an important co-op for the
1: area. Um,
0: yeah that sounds awesome thanks for calling in we appreciate it yeah help
1: this help the dill pickle uh food co-op and i'll 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 keep the page up and uh uh, bring it up later on in the show too for people who might have missed it
6: great thank you so much you guys
1: no problem thank you for calling Lonnie. that was uh you know that's a co-op there's one thing we can agree on co-ops are good right sure some are all of them. every single co op is good. Yeah, you know, no, every I mean, last one of them. Right, right. Now, I'll that you say it that way, I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. I mean, that I, uh, I that is a a really tough situation to be in.
1: Yeah. The, and
0: uh... it's hard. I understand what they were saying about the politics side of it because the city can just crush you if they want. You oh, know? yeah. Like venture capital and the status quo can just crush us at any time we want if we try to create a radical space or something that exists outside of the norm, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I
1: it does it does make it uh it is wild. Like it is like uh uh that the when the state decides to put his uh put their uh sights on you, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's
0: comply or get out. All right, let's see. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Be, fear, be free and drink a beer, right? On the patio. You no, know,
4: what? you know what's good? It's your boy, Kush Waffles. Kush, Kush
1: waffles. waffles. How's it going tonight, buddy?
4: Ain't too bad. Ain't too bad. Uh, first off, I'd like to say to all well, the sex workers out there currently trying to get a little money doing mm. what you do. Uh, stay beautiful. Don't be mad because guys are hating because you actually are able to, you know, make $1,000 in a day. You know, there's is fucking jealous! I'll uh, see And I fucking get my claim checked. By the way, Michigan. Most of us still have not gotten our fucking unemployment. Thanks, Whitney. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, we've heard uh, you've been hit. The the Michigan was also on one of the worst lists of
4: of uh, unemployment.
0: When was when did you file for it?
4: I uh, like March sixteenth. <laughs> pretty much heard from like. Uh, but I'm not gonna say. Pretty much the long, search for the chain in which I my day job, which I gotta go to, and like the more so they managed to convince me, if
1: other like you know, I'm not, I, I do it. Kush, I'm not, I'm not. we're losing you, buddy. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm. I'm having trouble. Is your understanding phone what underneath the saying. pillow? Can you hear me? There we go. I mean, that's better. It was sounding like you were yeah, under a saying, pillow. Like, my, but anyway, like I said, I do Charlie work at my job.
4: Pretty much, they basically if it's me and one other guy to do that. So, to make a long story short. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, we're going through a weird time because we got re- before the whole thing kicked off. We got bought by another company. The uh, ch- uh, company owns a bunch of other chains around us because the people who owned us independently uh, basically went Chapter Eleven because you know small business tyrant reasons. You could figure it out from there. Uh, basically. So, what happened? So right now, everything is going a little bit weird, but I'm making the best of it. Uh, fun fact: I did manage to like piece together some like random scrap parts for a computer to build together to sell, sell out our local like uh, pawn shop to make a little weed money. Nice, so smart. Got that going for me.
3: Nice.
4: <laughs> made like fifty. Made like fifty bucks. How much? Know, how yeah, much weed that- does that
0: get you in your area?
4: Uh, depends where you buy, because, like, if you go to, like, if you go to, like, if you go to, like, the dude who's, like, you know, lives in, like, you know, a crappy apartment outside, of, like, Sparrow Hospital, and he's, like, throwing the shit in, like, in, like, the second bedroom in his, like, a in his like apartment he rents out, yeah, you'll get it for, like, you'll get a good, a, a few good grams for, like, you know, half of that take, I mean, depends on how much I'm buying. Uh, me being stupid, I went to the, uh, chain that opened around here, this place called Skynet, who uh, sells it down there. Okay. Uh, first thing I will say about them, uh, I get that he's a security guard. I get that because this is a very cat. Where this located because the one I went to is like located in South Lansing. By the way, there's a really good taco truck outside of Dicker and Deal where I sold the computer at. Uh, okay. If you ever go into South Lansing, I can't remember the name of it, but if you ever go to South Lansing, go to the Dicker Deal. There's a taco truck outside of there on DJ's. Go to that motherfucker's. Their tacos are amazing. I'm I put not a not flag on it. my
0: Google map for it.
4: Yeah, go look for it. I don't know if it's online, but go look for that motherfucker. Um, anyway, went to Simon, bought some weed. Uh, I have to say, for what I paid for, I gotta say, I probably I will give them one more chance. I'll give them one more chance because usually I buy it from dudes who are like growing that shit in like their mom's closet. Sure, and I will, and I will pretty much be like, like you, you know, when you get, you know, when you get that special kind of high where like you think you should be scared. But like life feels like a good episode of Doctor. <laughs>
0: yeah, it just makes you laugh harder.
4: Yeah, yeah, like that. It's like that's what I usually to do. Like usually, I buy weed from like, my cousin. But so why? But you just buy it from my cousin. So, so what? Yeah. So what does fifty dollars get you at the store these days? Store wise, in where I live, uh, I got to be honest because I'm trying to be somewhat fair to the local area. I try to go to Myers and they're fair, but Myers still gets the leg swept on them by, like, uh, Walmart, because where I live, particularly in East Lansing, there's a Walmart that's, like, maybe 45 minutes away on foot from my house, with, like, a 10-minute bus ride or drive from my, where I live. But a little further than that, in, like, Eastwood Town Center, which, to give you a little idea about the geography of this area, uh, Eastwood Town Center is probably... I don't even want to say it's a giant waste of land. I will say it's more along the lines of, you ever just see, like, a mall that was so rapidly built and see how it's, like, slowly expanding and you're like, who's funding this shit? Because yeah. there's only like two things out here making any fucking money. It's like a Sam's Club and a Walmart. I get yeah. why those are making money. But then you go to the mall, the only other thing there, you guys have NCG in your area? NCG Cannabis? Cannabis? no NCG cinema the movie no, theater cinema, no we don't got none of those I don't know but we have that here and I get why they make money but they recently got their liquor license so literally the last time I went to go the, la- the very last movie I actually saw the last movie I ever saw in theater was actually with my dad he took me to see the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie and I think my dad without figuring, right. without Realizing something to see Harley Quinn And the Birds of Prey Which I have to say the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie Fucking great Way better than the Joker movie Because the Joker movie just walked out of it feeling sad The Harley Quinn movie I was like ah that's a That must be on a good note Because it all works out in the-
3: I I'm going to agree
4: it.
1: with you Kush Waffles on that one Hey you know we got something in common here I like the Harley Quinn movie more too I thought it it was ends batter. on a
4: happy note. Literally, the movie ends with everybody kicking the shit out of everyone since the kick killed them. Harley does some like goofy shit and trying to get it back. Like the movie pretty much ends like a Groucho film. Like the kid literally blows up a uh, black mask by like sticking a grenade in his pocket and jumping over. Like the fuck is this? then I remember, oh yeah, this is a DC comic movie. This is normal and like a Batman comic for some dumb shit like this happened. But, but I digress. But, you know, I saw that and, you know, been watching stuff like that and keeping a good mood. But, you know, it's all good. Um, so that's been going on. I sold the computer for that stuff. Uh, a little bit about the protests out here. I don't have anything new to report. But I will say this: uh, There has been sort of a word around the campfire is that Whitmer is losing a little bit of faith with just the state police, which you, as you would assume, would be the one securing, you know, the state capital. Uh-huh. So the next one that's been talked about being brought in is possibly bringing in like not just state police, but bring in an Ingham County sheriff. This will end very badly on several occasions because where state police, you know, have an understanding, like I've said before, uh, the Ingham County sheriff is the son of one of the old uh, sheriffs we had who pretty much was as you all said about vice squad guys are always the fucking worst, his dad, who was our sheriff at one point, is ex-vice squad of, like, our state police. So you can imagine what that motherfucker was like. Yeah. Crazy. So, and and his son is running things. The best way to describe how his son is, did either of you see Smokey and the Bandit Yep, that's one of my favorite movies ever made. Class. The, g- 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 the best way to describe the dynamic between the current Wrigglesworth and his dad is like, remember when, um, when Sheriff T. Justice or Chase and I'm get one thing the whole roof gets knocked off and his son's like, they cut off the roof, daddy, and he's like, no shit. There's no way you could have come from my
1: lawyers. First thing I'm going to go home, do when I go home, is punch your bum in the mouth. <laughs> Like that's pretty he much all they are. But but the the line, which is one of my favorite things ever said, is like, "I lost my hat, Daddy." And I was like, Wish your goddamn head had gone with it too?" <laughs> <laughs> Something um, like that. He's a king.
4: Another fun fact: Bert Reynolds, as I, I think I've mentioned before, Bert Reynolds is also from our town. Tight.
1: So, that's
3: cool. You know. I'm gonna yeah, visit his birthplace. Right, like, but he's no Thomas Jefferson.
1: Hmm? I'm gonna go visit his birthplace like he's Thomas Jefferson or something
4: uh, I don't know about Thomas Jefferson, I don't imagine him <laughs> raping
1: black women so. Whoa, okay, uh, God <laughs> Well, I guess that really what? did happen, I yeah. thought you were being edgy, Kush Waffles I'm I'm back no, on your side. No, I'm stating a fact. Everyone
4: knows that Thomas Jefferson was an awful, awful human being. That's so, true. Burt Reynolds, Reynolds Monticello would,
1: Burt Reynolds Monticello like, would be a lot better. Yeah, I'm going to go to Burt Reynolds Monticello. All
4: right. If you want to see the birthplace of somebody good, two other good people who are from here, uh, one being Magic Johnson, who is a good, obviously, Class good act. person, if you grew up great than I do. Um, and also Matthew Lillard, if you remember him. Oh, yes. uh, Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: uh, serial killer from Hackers. Hell fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, serial
4: killer from Hackers. Also, everyone knows, like, who's that? Shaggy from the live action Scooby-Doo movies.
0: Oh,
3: yeah. He's he's
1: Scream, Yeah, he's Scream. He's He's good in Scream. He was in, like, everything in the late 90s. Yeah, he's great. Well, Kush, I want to thank you for calling in. Uh,
4: but uh, I want to leave everybody on. Leave everybody off on a
0: good note. Do. A good they, joke. You flipped them upside down. The uh, the the chat is is end over end with this conversation. They are. What did they, they? They they the people are trying to keep up with you in the chat.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. I am. You know, I'm not trying to waste you guys' time.
0: No,
1: no, you're Oh, fine. buddy, hey. No, no. Hey.
4: It's just there was a lot in there.
1: Don't say that. Sorry,
4: sorry. I am, I swear to God, I'm not on anything. I'm just trying not to waste these guys' time. <laughs> yes. They got other callers in. Yada, Appreciate yada, yada. it. I'm just trying to be kind. Thank you. But, hey. Okay. For the sake of being, I will leave everything off with a very good joke. It's a modified joke of a oh. comedian. From Chicago, by the way, I will mention one little bit about you guys. like joke about Chicago. Also, if you want also to understand why my like Kate, I'm trying to be funny so fast. I am a huge fan of Eddie Izzard, so that should explain also why. So it's why you're this way. But anyway, going to going the whole thing with uh, Chicago. Uh number one, yeah, you're right about the whole rat thing. Cause like I would go to like Harold's chicken to go when I would go visit my family down there and be like fucking rat in line, like, how you doing? A motor you know, number two with white bread. Fuck off. And so, you know, the rats are that fucking huge. So there's that one. And I will end with a good joke. It's a modified joke from a comedian from Chicago, but I think it'll work for what's been going on the news lately. So Hillary Clinton and the DNC are running an audition to see who will get hired and they're doing it with a loyalty test. They pull out a gun, they hand it to they hand it to Ezra Klein and says they point to a room and says, Your wife room, you are not you are now going to be pretty much set for life by the DNC, doing whatever for godforsaken thing we need. Goes in the room, comes out after ten minutes, says, I cannot do it crying like a little bitch. Head a gun to the next person. It, yeah, next person. It let's let's say uh, who's the one, Hillary? The one from the documentary? Someone talking about? Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: That, so I'm lost. <laughs> anyway. You yeah. okay? Go ahead, push. So anyway. Go ahead, Brett. I'm so anyway, still yeah. on board. Got it.
4: So anyway. She hands the gun to the second staff, points her, says, where's in that room? Says her. I'm the CIA, the CIA. Well, not CIA, you get city. I'm joking. Okay. And then, after five minutes, says, I can't do it. <laughs> Hillary, being frustrated, finally decides to hand it the third we will probably do it. It's the rubs. So, she hands the oh. gun to, says, your mother is in that room, and without finishing the sentence, Stacey takes the gun from her, goes to the room, and oh. all they hear is the gun going off and the clicking. And Hillary just takes a deep breath. And then they hear about furniture that were flying everywhere. And at that point, Hillary Clinton gets scared and goes to the room and says, what the fuck happened? And Stacy, without without a bit of irony, looks at Hillary and says, Ma'am, it appears you've loaded the gun with legs, so I had to beat my brother to death with a chair.
3: <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, she's a monster.
1: That, Yeah. Well, hey, Kush, you know, great joke. Thank you for calling in. Uh, we'll Sorry talk to you soon, buddy. Well, just try to get the fuck out of here for everyone else's fault. Thank you. you. That's mm-hmm. generous, too. Thanks for the knee slapper. That was. That was uh, circuitous route to get to a joke but you know what man we not made everybody writes jokes that's true you know we made it we made it through that it not everybody of- abrams a very unfortunate dropout of audio right uh-huh. when he got
0: to oh stacy abrams that's what i missed I don't. Know who I that mean, is. you still don't get it. Yeah, I don't know who Stacey Abrams is. That's
1: Kush, man. That's what Kush Waffles is does. That he like, comes in like a tornado, and he warms. Comes out, you know. He does you about his thing. Fifteen things
0: to think about, and then leaves <laughs> you hanging. He's yeah. like an episode of Lost. <laughs> you have to
1: piece together the whole thing each week. You know, you feel bad about the like the the. I mean, like at a joke, you're not supposed to be like, uh, "Who's the other person?" Yeah, I was trying to. Say? Yeah, but, I have to say, you got to know those ones. You got to practice
0: know? those on somebody. Yeah. Even Rupert Pumpkin like practiced in front of the mirror. Well, I, I love Kush
1: Waffles, and I hope he calls back
0: next week. Love to hear from Kush Waffles. Thanks for calling. <laughs> next call. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey,
7: this is Joey from Louisiana.
1: Well, you have to follow Kush Waffles, Joey. What's
7: up? That- that's a fucking tall order,
3: man.
7: <laughs> 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 right. I don't know. Should I open with joke? What the fuck am I? How do you don't you- have to you yeah. you don't you have, have to blaze your own trail. Or, plays
1: your own trail. What's going on? What what's going on down in you're in Louisiana, which is Yeah. Um, know. I actually just uh sort of quit my job at the daiquiri shop. I thought it was you. Bakery shop. Why did you yeah, quit? Yeah, yeah what mr daiquiri that's you uh it's it's yeah
7: yeah yeah. uh it's it's literally just because this is amazingly the first time in my life i've ever been able to just not work for a little while like between the stimulus and what i have for my tax returns i was able to just kind of save enough to coast for a little while yeah uh they're gonna put me back on the schedule when i them too. I
3: have kind of an arrangement with them since
0: I've been on last year. <laughs> That's know, like it's, this it's, dude. Look, Rich, here's people in the New York Times call that a sabbatical. You need to start telling everybody yeah. you're on sabbatical. Yeah. Reminds me but of the, also yeah. just what you said there. I remember getting a paper route when I was 13 because that was the only job you could get was when you we were 13, and working <laughs> all the way until I was at the warehouse and I was like 25, and being like getting on unemployment and being like. I'm gonna take a break. Actually, like I think I've done <laughs> enough at this point. I have tried the most and have been kicked in the face this whole time. I'm gonna just do unemployment.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna oh, revel in this. I would love that, but they don't.
7: They don't give that shit to you if you voluntarily leave. Of course. Uh, if if you can if you can quit and just your service industry job and get unemployment, that would force the service industry job to pay you decent to keep you
0: but i got i mean like i guess i got i got fired that's why i got unemployment but i always used to find another job and it was the first time that i was just like i think we can live off of this like i think we can just have baloney sandwiches
1: let's see what happens yeah i never i never got it but i did have the two years off for that paid off so it was like that's when i was like maybe working isn't right for me maybe having a 40 Um, hour a week job is not right for me (laughs) No, absolutely. I'm with that. it actually
7: coincided with uh my local DSA chapter. We had an officer uh the co chair step down for like stress and mental health stuff very reasonably and uh they appointed me to like the interim position. Uh and I probably wouldn't have the fucking time for it if I was working full time right now, so
1: so you're yeah. just like, I'm just gonna I'll, I'll do this DSA thing for a while and then they just will bring you back?
7: Yeah, yeah. The the, the Dacu Shop, I've been with them for, for like years and years. And uh, last year I went on tour or I do stand-up. I went on tour for like a month and I just asked them to take me up the schedule and then put me back home when I got back into town. And Ever since then, we've had, I've had kind of an understanding with my manager that like, I'll have like Either he'll just keep me in the system and then just give me zero hours or he'll just rehire me whenever I tell him, like, I'm, you know, the money ran out or or I decided that it's safe to go back.
1: That's kind of a cool way to, because I was never comfortable not bringing money in, you know? Of, Of course, I've never had, like, an amount of money. That I could live off of, you know, but I, I can imagine if in my early 20s, if somebody was just like, here's $10,000, I would have probably taken a year off yeah. work
3: and lived off of that.
1: Yeah. No, I had a, I had a. Yeah, f- I don't have
7: year off money, but I got at least, you know, a month or six weeks off money.
0: Yeah, I had a friend in high school that we had high school jobs, and I blew every single cent of it on, like, candy and video games, like, whatever I could. He would set $6 he would set six aside a week or something. But by the end of high school, he had, like, $10,000. It made me laugh because when that movie 40-Year-Old Virgin came out, the joke in that movie was he got hit by a postal truck, and he turned a $14,000 settlement into, like, four years of living on his own. And that's what my friend did, too. Like, he was just... So so cheap that he would just find situations where he could pay almost
1: nothing for rent. We used to hang out with a guy. He would eat leftovers. He would just watch us all eat and eat fucking leftovers. <laughs> we used to hang out with a guy that saved all of his ones at the, uh, end of a, a, at the end of the day, right? It's like, I went out, I spent money. I put all my ones in a coffee tin or something. Yeah. And just, you know, that is fucking good money. After a period of time, and we would always try to get him to come off of some of it and buy some weed. And he was just like, nope, 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 I'm not getting it. And I used to make me so mad. Yeah, To think of a person just having money and not spending it drove me
0: nuts. Let's get real about it. They were living off of us, too. They were spending our money.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean...
0: They were hitting our weed. They were like, can I get one (laughs) one beer from you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody that goes out to eat with you and just... Uh, pledges to eat leftovers is like nobody to be around same
1: dude though he rocks man same dude offered me $500 to co-sign on a truck for him when I was fucking 18 and oh. I was like absolutely <laughs> And I, you did it? I couldn't. They wouldn't let me, but I would have, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you you probably tried? probably paid it. Oh, hell yeah. I got right in there. I was like, what? Well, you said 500 bucks? 500. All I got to do is just say, yeah, this dude will pay you. All I got to do is ruin my credit for the next <laughs> seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to have $500 at that moment. That would have been great. That would have been of, like winning a lot. interest. What would it be worth now? Well... <laughs> I'm going to spend it all in three days on clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, guarantee it's you. I, uh,
7: go Good. Uh, it just reminds me. There's a guy uh, out front of a like, convenience store whenever I go, who always, you know, just asks me for a dollar fifty cents or something. And I always give him a little something. And the other day, I went to the convenience store and I saw him out front, and he was scratching off a scratch off ticket. And I was like, okay, he's got a little money in front. I got to see for a dollar. I walk to the back of the store, and he comes running in and just, like, hands me $5. He's like, appreciate you, and leaves. And I I have never had that happen. I've given a couple dollars to a lot of people. I've never had anybody who, like, was very serious about the fact that I'm going to get you back, you know? (laughs)
1: That is bad ass. I have a guy. I remember. I remember
0: you were there when I needed a fucking one But I was wearing a mask, man. He recognized
1: my eyes. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I have a guy that stops me every single day and then asks me for something. And then if I give him something, he asks for more. Yeah. And it's like a movie does where it's like he, the other day, he's like, can you get me a coffee? And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, can buy you a coffee and. Stop, and I buy the coffee, and then the dude's like, can you get me a pizza, too? And I'm like, well, okay. I'm not, like, made out of money. Or, like, he'll be like, do you got a dollar, and I'll be like, uh, and I hand, I handed him a $5 bill, because yeah. all I had was a 5 and a 10 or something like that, and yeah. he was like, Y'all, you got $20? And I'm like, well, no, I do See, but if he had proper tra- if he had like a, a
0: management staff behind him, they would be telling him, like, don't accept the first offer, you need to escalate.
1: <laughs> He's doing proper sales tactics. But now he knows me, and stops me every single yeah. day. You know, and then tries to up Go, but I never go up. I don't know why he tries the next level. I've never gone up the next level. You think he would try for 10 But just don't have $20 to give away. I don't have like... Whenever he,
7: asks, whenever he asks for $5, you are know, like, yeah, I got $5. He's like, we had $20. Do like, I actually
1: only have $2? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just went down. He's limited offer of five dollars. He's very nice. I like I I and I did run into him the other day. Uh, walking out of a porta potty on the street, and he was very nice to me and said hi and didn't ask me for anything. They check in on you and ask your family's been and everything? No. he. It was like hot outside, and he was wearing a full winter jacket. Like, he's always wearing a full winter jacket, which. It, that's I guess good we way have to carry all your stuff on you when you don't have a house. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? It's a good way to prevent skin cancer, too. That's true. Uh, but yeah, that's so cool that they, oh. that he paid you back. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's tight. That's really awesome. There was a, I remember when we were in new Orleans, there was a lady that was just like, baby, I need $5. It's my lucky day and I'm about to win. And I was like, all right, I believe that. I believe that <laughs> <laughs>
1: she was my, she was, she was awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to add from earlier
7: about the bars. Uh, so I've been, Severely missing bars. Louisiana just started reopening Friday and I'm not going to bars. I know, like, uh, like Brian said, like, I think I am going to go to a bar before it's a good idea at some point, you know, like whenever they say it's okay, it's not going to be okay. I'm probably going to go, but uh, I'm just not there yet. But the thing to me is not just seeing my friends and it's not just getting drunk outside of my house or whatever. It's also just the possibility of running into anybody and having any conversation you weren't expecting to have and seeing somebody you weren't expecting to see. Like there's no variety of randomness in quarantine. You're but right. I, even when I was working, it was just home. And then I see my coworkers, roommates, coworkers, and that's it. There was yeah. no other possibilities of people popping up. So that bar, I never know who I'm going to see, who I'm going to talk to. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that um, Eli Uden on uh, What a Time to Be Alive said the same thing. He was like, I'm actually a huge homebody. The only reason I leave the house... Is because I could get wrapped up into someone else's crazy situation. Like, I go out there, kind of, you're kind of fishing when you go to the bar. You go stand out there, you have like an open stance, you don't cross your arms or anything, and just let someone start talking to you about their day, and you have no idea what's about to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, bumming something
7: a cigarette could lead you down a fucking rabbit hole. Yeah. You
0: You might see, you might, yeah, you might be at their house at 7 a.m. hearing the birds chirp the next day. Oh, for
7: sure that's true like we've been doing coping gambling on his coffee table for five hours (laughs) yeah
0: you know there's a there's an app i like that's called house party uh which is it's very social it's not for introverts like if you sign into the app it pings all of your people and it'll say like brett Payne is in the house and then they can come and just jump on a video chat with you and you can have a maximum of only eight people in there but so far, there has been some weird wires that have been crossed, where I've been talking to like some of my best friends, and then like people that listen to Street Fight jump in, and then we all just start talking and hanging out like it's a bar, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. It's it's pretty feel, it's pretty good.
7: I feel like that's just Gen Zers rediscovering chat rooms, right?
1: So sort for of, the most yeah. part, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what you so always wanted. What chat the
7: fucking chat room was is random conversation with someone you don't know yeah yeah
1: yeah, you really did always want it to be like in a in in the same like a voice coming out people really seeing you or your like true essence which is what an app like that would do where you're actually speaking out loud and people can see you but yeah i'm with you i i really want to be out like i really want to be out And I want to be around other people. And I want to have people leaning all over me and yelling at me and all that kind of stuff. I just miss it.
0: One of my friends says they want to look at their husband and go, hey. And they're like, I can't hear you. They want to be at a place where they're like, I don't know what you're saying right now. Shut up and listen to ZZ Top. Yeah, <laughs> totally miss it. Yeah, I never, I never
7: at home have to look around and be like, who played this song? Yeah, you
1: know, so like, <laughs> or even who just who being forced, even just being forced to listen to shitty music. Like you yes, don't even have to yeah. be forced into I that.
0: I don't know what Halsey is doing right now. Yeah, I don't yeah. know
1: what Twenty One Pilots'
0: their new song is.
1: Yeah, or even <laughs> like I'm not hearing George Thorogood and the Destroyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, shit like that.
7: Well, even good shit you forgot about, or like yes. how I'm nostalgic for us. Like, oh shit, someone else remembers this song. It's like, yeah, I remember everybody in the club getting
1: tipsy. Holy shit! <laughs> That's She's the one crazy. I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. We're we're gonna hit our break now. Do we have music and everything? We're ready. Hey, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Have a good night. Lady, oh, so good. That was fun. 1, here comes
0: the 2 to the 3 to the 4. Fucking <laughs> 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 everybody getting tipsy. That song is so good. It's the like here's the thing. You like I've realized at this point like I can play a 10-year-old song. Like I can play an old Ludacris and like everybody will be like, "Oh, this is vintage fire." But the stuff in the five year range, people are still trying to pretend like they never liked it. You know, like five years is such a weird area of nostalgia where you can pull from it and people will still be embarrassed. But you're like, remember when we were like batshit crazy about this song about three years ago and now we don't know
1: it? Yeah, yeah, you're actually right, yeah. I mean, me and my, da- my daughter has like a playlist of like what she calls oldies, and they're just rap songs from like 2011. Like, first let me hop out the motherfucking Porsche, you know what I mean? And she'll just be listening to it going nuts for Like it's it. Like like it's doo Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. She's like, I got an oldies list, and then she turns it on, and it's Ray Sremmerd. <laughs> Roscoe Dash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right
0: well uh we are doing the call in still but we are going to take a break we cannot do three hours of calls in a row so we will be back shortly uh the musical break is brought to you by party box you can find them at partybox.bandcamp.com this album is called space fighter we heard the future Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Street Fight Radio. If you like that music, you can find it at bandcamp.com. The website to visit is partybox.bandcamp.com. That was Party Box. The album is called Space Fighter. We Heard the Future. If you like that, please go support them. If you want to hear your music on Street Fight Radio... Uh, send an email to Gmail at gmail.com. You can go to Radio.com and click on the, the message us link on there if you want to do it anonymously. Or you can always message any of the pages. I have a big-ass list of music to play, so get on there. Uh, so far, so good. Calls have been great. I think we have some heavy hitters in the waiting for us. I just don't know how to pick them up right. Okay. They They didn't notify us, but they're in the chat. So we've got right. a good call ahead. We've got a good show ahead of us. We got to do it. Uh, when do we start? Do we start like fifteen 9, after ten? Nine fifteen. Okay. Yeah, we
1: got about hour fifteen. All right. All right. Well, let's get these calls. I'll probably go till nine fifteen or twelve fifteen. Thanks
0: for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
1: Hello.
0: Hey there. Hey, this is uh,
5: Blueberry Stones.
1: Hey, oh, my favorite I, What's up?
5: I message Nothing much. Um, I messaged Brian earlier. Um, I have a small business tyrant story.:
1: Okay. Go for it.
5: Um it's not my story. It's actually my boyfriend. So in right before Christmas, he got fired from his job. Mhm. And uh we like were waiting three weeks to get his last paycheck, right? And they they said they mailed it, but uh, it wasn't mailed. So he got someone that works there to give us give him the check. And then whenever he cashed it, they, like, pulled the check. They pulled the check back and took money out of his account, right? And so he went back to speak to his manager. And when he spoke to his manager, he got a handwritten check. And uh, it had... 60 extra dollars on the check. So after firing them, they asked for money back. It had 60 extra dollars. So they're like, I'm going to fire you. And also, you need to pay us back
1: $60. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so they accidentally gave them 60 bucks and asked for it back, huh?
5: Well, yeah. So it was a handwritten check from the company instead of like a printed check. Right. And I don't know what happened. Maybe they forgot to take out the taxes. So they gave him extra money and they said, uh, you know, we we actually need that money back. I
3: mean how well, did they, they get canceled it back the though? Check, you know? too. Oh like, they he, canceled the check. I thought
0: they gave him the sixty dollars to cover all of the canceled check fees for getting that shit returned.
5: No, no, they didn't give him sixty dollars for uh for canceling the check, you <laughs> know. It it was like uh he the day that uh we got it handed to us by uh by someone like it was canceled the, the, the next day or the same day. So it was like
0: two different checks.
1: Oh, Jesus. Uh, small business. Get your shit together. I mean, out you there.
0: make I mean yeah, you do that wrong. You just have to that's cost of doing business. You chalk it
1: up. That's what I say. Exactly. So normal people yeah. chalk it up to just the cost of doing business. But a small business tyrant would never do such a thing. I mean, if your business is in a spot where sixty dollars is gonna tank it, you know, you're probably not in a good spot business wise anyway. Right.
5: Well I don't think that they're gonna tank because technically they're a non for profit, but everyone that you talk to in there is like someone's making profit in there. Like every, (laughs) the owners are rolling up in infinities and stuff like
1: that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, some profit happening. That is, (laughs) I,
0: I thought I had the same thought. Brian is like, I mean, $60, you should be able to blow past that and just be like, all right, well that was a, that was $60 mistake. I, it feels more just like punitive to to fuck with somebody like that with yeah it is
1: it is it's a fuck you yeah. to the person that you know gave their labor to you over that time
0: and,
5: and i for sure agree with y'all because he got fired like the day before their christmas break and so he works at a school for special needs children mm-hmm. and so if he wouldn't if he would have gotten fired like more than halfway through the day they would have paid him for the christmas break too but they fired him at like 11 30 to make sure they didn't have to pay him
1: for the two weeks oh, <laughs> oh, but they did God. get the time though like any, them- anybody that fires you during the work day is the worst that's like the worst thing you can do like get another get some work out of you and then fire you it's like fuck you dude you know <laughs> Yeah. Well, that is certainly a small business tyrant story for sure. Um, yeah. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. It, actually, if y'all don't mind, can I ask you for
5: some, you know, street fight advice?
0: Yeah, of course. Of course.
5: So, um, me and my boyfriend have never tripped on mushrooms <laughs> and we're thinking about doing it. And we wanted to know, like, the best way to experience. like how do you set up we're going to be in our apartment and we want to know what's the best way to chill and just enjoy it
1: Jesus I could do a whole hour show on this to be honest (laughs) well I I think my bit of advice is to make sure you have access to some outdoor space because you're going to want to be outside for sure so it's like a good idea to I mean you got to understand most people aren't going to know you're tripping anyway so you can kind of get away with you can get away with it. You might be sort of sensitive to that stuff, but I, I think uh, you just got to realize you got to go outside and, and you know, all my best trips have, have involved some kind of weird adventure that I wasn't expecting to be on.
0: Yeah. Um, I I mean, it's tough. Uh, two people, uh, in an apartment together, um, I would try to find a sober person that can be like a digital sitter of some sorts that you could just call and say, Hey, I feel crazy right now. Um, now my opinion on mushrooms is you should take a whole eighth the first time.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: that's going to be the most extreme way to do it. Um, but it will plunge you into a place that you've never been before, and that's how you get the ego death, and that's how you really have like your life changed. Um, but at this point, like I'm more likely to just munch on them all night long. Um, there, the thing about mushrooms that I like so much is like if you imagine the highest you've ever been, like imagine carrying a torch, you're smoking weed, and you're like Icarus, and you're flying towards the sun. Like, Shrooms takes the torch from that and keeps going beyond. It's a very natural feeling. Um, There are sometimes some, like, some stomach issues that come from it. So, if you have a sensitive stomach, either one of you, just be aware of that. Once again, not a reason to do it. It's just something to help you not panic in the moment when you're like, why am I shitting my guts out right now? Yeah. It happens to some people, not yeah. to me.
1: Me. It happens to me.
0: So... <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, like, and I don't know. And like Brian said, I mean, when we, we did it one time in the dead of winter and we wanted to be outside more than anything. And then we felt like we were trapped because we couldn't leave. When we opened the door, it was like eight inches of snow on the ground. You're not going anywhere type shit. Taking a walk, talking it out. That kind of stuff is
1: always fun. Um, yeah. It's usually just fun being out in the world and like feeling like you know something that everybody else doesn't know, which yeah. is that you're tripping. And right. I like always get a lot of kick out of that. You know, it's like these fucking people, man, they're just living their regular life. And I'm right now, I'm fucking on cloud. Nine. I'm like, I'm fucked up. You yeah. Know? I, I mean, I think from what I've understood, I mean, it's kind of it's the same
0: thing as it's the same discourse as roller coasters for me. Uh, or like thrill rides where I will sign up for any of them, no questions asked, but there are people that need to know what's ahead of them or want to have more control. So if if you are like the wild type, just take like a whole eighth at once and get ego death. Um If you're nervous uh, and you're not sure and and you're uncomfortable, just munch on them slowly and you'll get comfortable. And then the next time you can try to shoot for the, the
3: moon.
5: Yeah, I, I'm not worried about like, like wigging out or anything. I'm just, it's an endeavor. Like from what I've read online, it's like six to eight hours. And that's like a lot. I've I've smoked weed and done some pills before and that doesn't last as long.
0: So yeah, yeah, Here. Okay. So yeah, if you've done all of that, I mean like me and my girlfriend, we would stay up all night and just try to convince the dog to talk to us for like two hours uh, we would do coloring books and play with laser lights and stuff i mean if you're if you have a person that you 're really close with and you 're tripping it 's going to be a blast i mean you 're probably going to be laughing most of the time and the window is the window I would say is closer to four to six and that 's from onset to outset I mean your peak time is going to be two to three hours um but you are going to relive the same minute over and over again <laughs> about a hundred and eighty times. Like, uh, like a lot of the times in the middle of it, I'll be listening to a song, and i am like, that was fucking amazing. How long have I been out here? And it's been 45 seconds, and it yeah. feels like you've been standing in the middle of, like, a field listening to a concert for three hours.
1: Yeah, it rocks. Tripping is very it's, fun. Shrooms
0: are very... Shrooms are good. I mean, uh, shrooms are pretty natural and good. Uh, like I said, sometimes they make people throw up. Sometimes they make people shit. But... It's nothing that's going to harm you uh, in, in any serious way.
5: All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. I'm going to let other people get on the line, but I really appreciate y'all's show. been watching it for about, I don't know, five or six months now.
0: Sweet. So,
5: nice to hear from you
0: Thank you for you calling. Too. Thanks. That's Have really a good cool. one. Appreciate it.
1: Watching. You people are watching us.
0: Yeah. You don't know. you may never
1: consider that. I know. Yeah. It's great. Well, you're gonna have TV soon. I like it. You can watch us like on do actual performances. I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do
0: more dare stuff. I was thinking. I want to do for the show. I really think we should. We should get like. I feel like your lane is going to be putting on all of the the uniforms and just acting like an ass. You're going to wear a Boy Scout uniform. We're going to get you a dare officer uniform, and uh, we're going to have you do real drug advice. Sounds
1: good. All yeah, right. shrooms are
0: fucking great. I mean, if you, I, like, here's, it's like, if you're, if you are just a rebel that's ready to mess around with this stuff, you'll be fucking fine. They're way gentler than you could ever imagine, you know? And, yeah. and if you're in a safe spot, I mean, like we've said before, the worst part about shrooms is that the majority of people try them when they're 15 and they have to be stuck in a basement with parents upstairs that will get them in big trouble if they find out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
1: Hey, it's Kiara. how's it going tonight? Uh, I'm hanging in there. How about you guys? We're okay. I'm, like, halfway to sweating. Like, I think it's about to get sweaty in here, but, like, I've been halfway to sweating the whole time we've been doing the show. So it's possible that I'm just half... It's just the right temperature to uh make me sweat but also uh not make me sweat
3: yeah we're getting there we
1: need to uh, open a window Nah, it's not medicine. It's it's really hot in here. It, it's like it was 80-something degrees today, and Brett doesn't believe in air conditioning until it's 500 outside. At the Monster. least. Like, if it's 95 degrees, Brett will be sitting in the house with the fucking half of the windows shut and the air conditioner not on. And to me, I, my air conditioner's on right now. Dude, I am going to strengthen my skin. Like, I'm
0: trying to, I'm testing myself.
1: Yeah, To, uh, to just adjust to this hot, hot heat. <laughs> I can't test. I can't ever get used to heat. It's just the worst feeling. But that's how I'm doing today. Uh, What's up with you, Kiara? Uh, A
8: couple things. One, when Kush Waffles was on, he was, you know, saying hey to the sex workers, which I totally appreciate, but someone was kind of douchey in chat and was like, oh, yeah, you know, sex workers and doctors, D number one, better thank them both. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. I didn't even see the user man, but fuck
5: that guy.
3: Yeah, yeah, it for a happens. fellow
5: sex worker, fuck you.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> people are people can be dicks. I mean, I think, yeah. I'll thank you with the doctors. I'm thinking everybody with the Aww, doctors. Oh, thank you. Yeah, hey, you know. No, I mean I appreciate your
0: conversations also because of the way that we think of it. I mean, that type of person thinks that sex work is something for that happens for free on clip sites. You know, they they don't they don't right. really understand the 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 real uh nuts and bolts of the whole thing.
8: Yeah, for real. But the the main reason I called in today was uh, I told you guys last time I was trying to buy a house and uh that fell through. Okay. Because um I'm I'm uh let's see, I've got depression and anxiety and just the whole bag. And uh one of the medications I'm on is about a thousand dollars without insurance every month. And so I had to do some creative accounting and now I'm as of the end of 2019, I was able to get on Medicaid and get that ridiculously nonsensically expensive medicine filled. Okay. And then I did really well these last few months and I was like, okay, I'm going to get a house Then, And they were like, Oh no, you didn't make enough money last year. There's no way we're going to give you a loan for a house. Jeez. And like, so, I either have to leave my insurance and leave the medicine that makes me able to function as a human being or just sit here and stagnate and make no money.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean,. <laughs> I, I haven't I, I like I have insurance, but I, I whenever I hear the prices for the medicine that I'm supposed to be paying, I'm like, I just wouldn't even be able to take this. This would be out of my uh out of my range if, if I didn't luckily have a wife that has a real job that can get me insurance.
8: Yeah, that's the other thing is uh Giant Space Ants is my live in partner and his job was making like uh, artwork and selling it at conventions across the country. Uh-huh. And who knows when we're going to have conventions again, right?
1: Right. I've been thinking about that a lot because one of the places that I pee at is a convention center, and I don't think it's ever going to be open again.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> my daughter, um, part of her her uh, her art class was doing a Zoom call with a professional stone sculptor, um, but he talked about most of his life being touring – you know, uh, yeah, art art festivals, art festivals. That yeah. was the majority of his bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And and now it's like they don't even put any thought into like artists and people like that who are gonna be fucked out of this because like they don't even think artists should make money anyway. Most of the time, they think yeah, we're lucky if we make money. <laughs> yeah,
0: I saw my um, the, they just added ten ninety nine filing to the Ohio State um unemployment. Last yeah. week, I, I, I knew somebody personally that was waiting because they couldn't file for regular employment because they were ten ninety nine, you know. Because and that's
1: a lot of us at this point. Yeah, Most. oh yeah, yeah. It's me. Everybody's an independent contractor now. Yep.
8: And just you know, I'm just stuck on the thing where it's like I was making just enough to stay above water with Giant Space Ants help. Yeah. And then that qualified me for help health care subsidies which solved the issue that was making me make so little. So now that I'm making more, they're like, oh, cool. We'll take away that thing that you need to feel, you know,
1: human yeah that, that that's this is that's yeah. universal health care that is the argument for universal health care it's like people always I, I mean like the democrats a lot of times are liberals you'll see will be like you don't want to give donald trump's kids free health care and it's like i don't give a shit if donald trump's kids get yeah. free health care as long as like people who need medicine can get medicine that's what i care about Dang. and and like yeah everybody just being on the same health care makes sense
8: so yeah, that's that's my bitch of the week. Well, <laughs> hey, too much money to make money.
1: <laughs> well, tell people where to find you, Kiara. Yeah.
0: Can I say one thing oh, real Matt. quick? I, I don't, I yeah. don't, I know that I don't want to. Like, I would no, just no, no, no,
8: it's my show now. No, 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 you can't <laughs> talk my show now. No.
0: <laughs> well, I just want <laughs> right. to say that in life, I have leveled up, and there's been, been there's been plenty of times when I've made. $100 more a month and then a $100 like uh, fee shows up once a month. So I just, you know, keep grinding and hopefully you can find some stability where you're at right now and then work towards in the future, but good luck. <laughs> and you can fi- Where can we find more of you? I think we lost her. She la- Everybody keeps dropping, everybody hangs up hey everybody uh sorry about that apparently there's some sort of internet issue and uh we couldn't get to your calls i'll try to write down everybody that's in here right now and make a list uh we'll put you to the front of the line but there's like nine of you in here i really hate to fucking do this uh but that's the case because of the the god don't have
1: internet dude
0: all right, so find more Street Fight if you know if you're disappointed that you didn't get the rest of the call-in show, head to patreon.com/streetfightradio. $5 a month gets you access to videos, zines, and bonus audios. We'll see you on Wednesday. Peace.